roses are red, that much is true. But violets are purple, not fucking blue. Welcome to the Two Thirds Focused. Today, I think we're mostly focused. At least all of us are Two Thirds Focused by the look of us. My name is Rasmus. My name is Ed. No, sorry. Let's do that again. My name is Red. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jan. Wonderful. So, what you lads been up to the last week? Uh, Apart from making fun of Steve trying to talk on their 200th episode yesterday. Oh, he did. He did great. He did well. And and I let, I, he got most of the words out. Yeah, and congrats to them for reaching uh, 200 episodes because that that's that's um, that's great. I'm so happy for them, and and I hope they will keep going for a very long time. Absolutely. I, I mean, most people most people learned that they should stop doing a podcast after like 13 episodes. <laughs> Uh, or, or maybe it's more accurate to say it's the average lifespan of a podcast is something like thirteen episodes. Yeah, but we, mm. we're gonna try to beat beat that and 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 maybe maybe reach a hundred episode uh, and maybe two hundred and and we'll see. One day, one day, yeah. Yes, uh, I've been working a lot this week. Uh, I've published a video a couple of days uh, ago. Uh, I think it was last Friday about the Lizard River uh, that I got uh, and which I am super happy with. Uh, so I did that. It took a long time to make edit and 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 wait for the approval of sponsor and everything. Um, but but that's done and I'm 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 happy with it. And most importantly, uh, and that's also the reason why I published the video. Uh, I got plugged to the optical fiber, so I am I'm fast now. My internet connection is is good, stable, fast, so I can publish again. Uh, You're moving at light speed, mate. Yeah. yeah. And how happy uh, are you about that? I think I never heard you so much cursing in a positive way. Yeah. Like oh yeah, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. It's it's finally done. Um, after so many weeks of waiting and and yeah but Two it's, twisted ankles and yeah. a trench a trench and, <laughs> and everything and everything um so yeah i'm happy it's done uh it's really fast i i did some some tests and and it was uh, absolutely mind-blowing compared <laughs> to what i had before uh so yeah uh optical fiber new video um that that and a lot of other stuff but that interests do you, do you want to tease what the new video is about no i just said it it was the um laser engraver yeah yeah but test and oh, it's just unboxing it's no project uh it's uh it's just test uh, so you okay, didn't watch okay. it yet because we no, are no, sunday now because i've been busy <laughs> <laughs> and i'm really bad at trying to lie about the timeline we are recording on a wednesday so the video is not published yet but it will be when this episode release is released see it's yeah. not my fault i'm bad at time travel that's what that's the problem yeah no that's my fault i should have I warned you before um uh, no it's a it's a unboxing uh it, it was I was planning to do an unboxing, assembly, test, and project video. It was 
like the goal at the beginning. Uh, like but, a big all-in-one. Yeah, a big all-in-one. But mm. it was I, I I so first the machine was already assembled, so it saved me a lot of time. But I was uh, not used to using a laser engraver when I because it's my first one and I only used one twice and it was not mine and it was a very different machine. Um, so learning how to use it and to to do all the proper settings. Uh, took me a little bit longer than I had, I had planned, and as it's a sponsored video for um, a brand, um, I needed to have the sponsor approval and all that thing things um, made that the video took longer than anticipated and it needed to be released like now for them, uh, which is fair on their hand. Uh, but yeah, I skipped uh, now, now, future, now. Yeah, future, past, now. So, yesterday, in fact. Oh, I'm going cross-eyed. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> they want, they wanted it out as quick as possible. That's that's. Yeah, the, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I had to to finish it, uh, and I also skipped the um, project uh, part at the end. But that will be in my future next video. So the, the next one will be a longer video with one project in three parts uh, and one of those parts will be um, done with the laser engraver. So in two weeks you will understand all of that if you watch both videos. Anyway, I'm done. Uh, it was a busy week and I'm happy because I'm, I'm, I have a nice internet connection. Yeah, you you sound French. You don't sound happy, but that's fair. <laughs> yeah, we we yeah yeah we <laughs> we are not usually very happy. We are we are angry Italians, as someone put it um, oh, beautifully. Yeah. We are we are the angry Italians of of Europe. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and what Absolutely. about you? Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> last time I talked to you guys, I was at the exhibition Yeah. and, um, that was quite the shit show because there were like no visitors on the whole trade show. But it didn't seem like you had any murderous tendencies this time. No, because, uh, yeah, there, there was nobody to murder. <laughs> no, um, That's fair. The, the, the point, but I did so many business trips lately and I went to like two exhibitions already there's another one coming up and um i've been eating crap for the whole time because i've been constantly traveling and uh also yeah just at the exhibition you don't really have time you just stuff your face with whatever they um offer at the food stands there yeah so i decided to do a complete reset and started fasting when i got back well, sounds painful and that, that's yeah, it, like a complete water fast kind of thing so nothing but non-calorie uh, tea or water yeah exactly so it was uh hell and a bliss for the last days i'm now i think four or five days without food so um i'm gonna break fast tomorrow yes please <laughs> so uh yeah it was incredible how at work because concentration just like went out the window it's actually better today than it's been for the last few days yeah. which is funny because tomorrow i'm gonna break fast so yeah there goes that uh 
Long story short, I was spending about 20 minutes today at the supermarket in front of the Apple stand just to choose one Apple. <laughs> so I went through like five different brands of apples. I looked at each one of them and finally decided on my apple that I'm going to eat tomorrow. <laughs> oh, right, because you need to ease back into eating again. Yeah. So start gently. You can't Break, just breaking go fast. Full. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, as much as I would love to just get a pizza, that would probably kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be slow. It's going to be starting with an apple, then going over to um, maybe some uh, oats. Um, yeah, we, I, I have to see. I'm, I'm just going to slowly ease back into it. It's probably not going to be me till like the better part of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to... That's... Are you going to drink? Also part, it, go ahead. Go that's again. probably also part of the good thing about fasting is sort of not only actually st starting to burn out the fats that build up, but oh, also... I, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it because of a diet. No, um, no that no, was I mean, just I mean, because it's... I was stuffing my food with like all the sugary stuff and coffee. And I just like basically the only way I could keep my energy was to continue drinking coffee. Mm. Right. And that's that's you mentioned that just before that you had that caffeine withdrawal thing as well. Oh yeah, that the, the headache from hell. Yeah, that came like the first day, <laughs> but it went pretty fast. I was actually surprised. Wouldn't you be yeah. happy to be to 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 be uh, out of this dependence? Uh, you have, no uh, dependency. Dependency. Thank you. Well, coffee is uh, something coffee. I really enjoy, and I don't think I would have an issue with it if I would drink like a cup in the morning and maybe a cup around noon or in the afternoon. Yeah. But I wasn't drinking cups; I was drinking cans. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> like or buckets. Little, yeah, bu buckets of coffee, basically. Yeah, <laughs> living on it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do a reset. Like, hmm. no sugar, no caffeine, just for a week to my body to actually remember what it feels like to be without all of that stuff and that actually feels really good i cool. feel now like i have more natural energy more mm -hmm. the lack of <laughs> so, yeah. did you wait that, yourself no no you're because not curious really about, about that kind of stuff no i did i did not do it because of the diet and i didn't want to wait or do anything towards mm. that it was just really for myself like how i feel like good, doing good, it. Good. it was my first time too like I've yeah. never done it before. Okay, good. So do you, yeah. now you see real benefits of doing that for for five days. Five days. Um, yes, because it really helped. Like I feel like more leveled, uh -huh. like more balanced. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side, it's like all my thoughts. I like my free thoughts now are all about food <laughs> it's like I, I, I basically i woke up in the morning if, if i think about food i can feel like my mouth watering <laughs> and it's not even that i'm like starving i'm i'm not that hungry it's uh -huh. just like the, the taste because if you don't if you don't have anything else but water and tea for five days it's just the taste mm. of anything yeah. <laughs> just yeah. sounds like just sounds great yeah, yeah. I don't know if you did this in the army, Red, but you sort of have that hell week where you don't sleep and don't eat. Oh yeah, in in the field for a week as yeah. an exercise. Yeah, uh, and that's that's an interesting experience. Yeah, you know. Also, you, you also learn a sense that. Sorry, yes, go on, go on. No, yeah, I, I was just about to say that you learn a lot about yourself uh, during that week. 
yeah, like how cranky can you actually be without even realizing it? Absolutely, yeah. And also like food that you normally would never eat at all. Suddenly it's the most delicious thing ever just because it's there. You could throw me a raw piece of broccoli. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would eat it, and I and that means a lot because I am not a fan of broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I mean the moment the moment when you consider eating an onion like an apple, then you are hungry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did yeah. not think about that so far. But one of the things actually I realized was, um, I well, I got some wood from my dad on Saturday. That was like the first real day I was uh, fasting, mm-hmm. and. Um, over the last couple of days i always like carried up a few of the slats of the wooden slats because he redid his uh terrace uh mm-hmm. with uh, bankirai um tropical wood mm-hmm. and the old one was still like it's discolored but it's still mainly good so i was like well can i have that so the pieces are like three meter and 50 long so we transported Ooh. about like 60 or 70 of those to to my place mm-hmm. and i have to carry them up like 60 stairs to get them into my garden where i can drop them yeah okay workout yes um (laughs) try that with no food yeah it's basically just i I recall the army and carrying sandbags and shit yeah yeah yeah, i I have it's it's been 10 years but i have a vague recollection about the misery yeah Yeah. and i did not um, expect it to be that hard it's just like even now like on the fourth day i feel good but as soon as you get into that where you're moving fast, where you walk like a couple of flights of stairs, mm. it's like climbing Mount Everest. Mm. It's just your body just hates you for it <laughs> in that second. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, um, fine. Like it's really the, the mood has improved. Um, my wife's still there. She didn't leave me. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you find like yourself uh, sleeping better uh, with less food or no food at all? Because I I believe no. that. I, I heard a doctor saying that um, it's better to eat very uh, a, a small meal uh, in the evening so you are lighter and your stomach doesn't hurt when you go to bed and I all get that kind that. of stuff. Yeah. What probably doesn't help is that I drink like three or four liters of tea every day at the moment because yeah. it's always like it fills your stomach and it keeps you from like being too hungry. Yeah. And also mm. it's just like something to taste. Mm-hmm. Um so when I go to bed in the evening, I have no problem falling asleep. Yeah. That that being said, like I have absolutely no issues falling asleep. Uh, it's that I wake up like two times a night because I have to go to the restroom, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. because of the pure amount of tea that yeah, I consume. Yeah. But I'm getting than, old, but we don't want to mention that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would agree with that, but and then I did not have the problem before I fast. Like I sleep through the night. Okay. I usually okay, do. Okay, we can pretend that's the truth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> you Raz, yeah. what did you do this week? Uh, plenty of things, I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, yeah, um, on Thursday last, I had a 10-year-old and his dad in, in the forge. Nice. For a bit of a session, and they're coming back for another three times. Nice. Uh, which is really fun. And it's working with kids that age is really interesting. I, I made one observation that I want to get to a bit later. But first of all, it's just like the importance of proper anvil height. Uh-huh. Like the kid was at the age of 10 was properly able to do some forging. Even though he'd never done it before because I was able to put an anvil at the correct height for him. 
so he actually mm-hmm. could have a full arm swing with the hammer and i had a properly sized hammer for him so he wouldn't tire himself out like not immediately after three hours he feel was feeling it but that's sort of the point but i, I made the observation as well that i think is fairly common um and that's that sort of it's sort of the notion that if you don't check something then you are still not wrong so the yeah. part of the goal of the, the usual exercise I give students is to make an Essex because forging tapers is the basis of all the blacksmithing. Mm-hmm. And then you practice making curves freehand with the hammer and the edge of the anvil and using the horn a bit as well. Uh, and which are like two of the most essential skills of blacksmithing. So if you can make perfect Essex, it's really easy to make anything, everything else. Uh, but the goal is, of course, to draw out a, a 12 centimeter piece of six mil square uh till you have a total length of 20 centimeters but you draw out from the middle and evenly out in either direction and of course the goal is to get dead on 20 but it's not important at all but it's not like if you can then do it but a kid was just having fun hitting it and hitting it and hitting it so he went far outside of that and i had to ask him a couple of times a couple of times to actually check his length before, before, because and it, but it looked on his face. He knew he had made it too long, but he was afraid of checking it because that felt like failure. Yeah, <laughs> can get that. I, yeah. Like I might be implying a bit too much in there, but that was very much the notion I got from looking at him and uh-huh. talking to him about it, and just just and emphasizing that no, no, it's not critical. Yeah, I told you those dimensions because you needed something to stretch for and want to know when it's done. But in this application, it's not critical at all. You could draw it out of twenty-five centimeters. It would be a really long slender essuk but it would still do the same job it's the yeah. schrodinger cat uh it's the same thing yeah, yeah. and uh, until sort of. until you check you're still good even if you have the feeling that you're over the 20 centimeters but it's it's not checked yeah. so it's not known and, and it's sort of the same thing i've seen a few other times where people are like oh i got a cold shot but if i keep hitting it and ignoring it maybe it'll go away by itself uh, yeah it exactly won't. <laughs> I, I, cut, I, I cut it three times and it's still too short yeah it's sort of that notion um i don't know it's just an observation and it was interesting to see it in a kid mm. uh who was sort of lacking a lot of the verbal things of and mental sort of pathways how to deal with that kind of failure yeah which, I mean, it's not a big deal at all. And that's part of blacksmithing is learning how to deal with failure because you have misfits and you need to correct them. So it's a part of the process of learning how to forge. But it, it's just just a notion. That's that's all. But I did, however, teach... Uh, yeah, sorry? No, no, I was, I was about to say that it's, it's very interesting because it, is, it reminds me how the students were very confident about their work but starting to get afraid of me taking a look at it. Knowing yeah, yeah. that I will find mistakes, but they were fine with the mistakes until I was starting to check their work. And mm. at that point, they were starting to be afraid of, of the same thing, failure, uh, or that their their failure would be noticed, which is a completely different thing than just fail. You can be fine with your own failure, but having someone else noticing your own failure is for me something completely different because you are failing at the in the eye of some someone else and so your ego and your um level of confidence and the f- failures that you allow yourself to do 
is something completely different than the one yet that you don't want other people to notice. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I think it does. In red, that was in leather working, or no, no, it was it was my my students in college uh, learning French or Japanese. Ah, okay. See, that's that's the. the good thing about it you can like rip out a page and hide it in your pants you don't want to do that with a like long piece of iron <laughs> or you'll only do that once <laughs> yeah. you can e do everything once once yeah. Yeah. yeah including skydiving without a parachute absolutely second time is a lot harder yeah at least it, if you don't have someone to push you out of the plane uh, that's a morbid conversation sorry uh, what else did i do yeah, the weekend. I actually taught a class this weekend. That was the weirdest class I've ever thought because they the students did twice as much as anyone else normally does. And still we finished up an hour and a half early. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I had like three proper tradies in. Uh, one was an old master carpenter. One was, or the two other ones were brothers and they were... Uh, they've they been doing like there's are proper farm lads like they, they have been doing a bit of absolutely everything and one of yeah. them is uh a, had done a lot of uh car body work yeah both pan like both sheet metal and painting yeah and they both done a little bit of welding and things like that so and they had the physical strength of doing everything and somehow these people also completely understood sort of the physics and plasticity of metal so they were like intuitively able to forge as well and manipulate the steel uh -huh. which never you, you and hardly ever get a student in who both had the physical abilities and uh, like the the um, what's what do you call it the sense of form how to shape metal how to like the physics of hitting it and making it go the way you want it to go yeah these, 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 all of three of them actually had all of this almost immediately, which was really fascinating to see. Uh, which means that, like, they did three Essuks, then a Hartuk, then a bottle opener, then a maple leaf bowl. And we had an hour and a half left. And it was like, well, I can show you a lot Whoa. about twists and uh, we can talk about that. So I did that for 40 minutes. And then I showed them how to make, then they asked, well, how do you make the roses? And I was like, well, I can show you. So I, I made a rose for them and it was like, and then there was like, there was really happy. They was really impressed. And then they left still 15 minutes before we were supposed to end the class. Nice. And I think they were really, really satisfied with all of that. Uh, but it's weird because usually you sort of have, yeah, you have three Essex and then we make a bottle opener and that yeah. tends to take the time of the class. Granted, we also made a different style of bottle opener. This time we did sort of the normal where slot punch and drift uh, a circle mm -hmm. to be the opener part. Previously, we have I've done a lot of uh, stretching out, making a downset, stretching out a long taper, mm -hmm. and then bending that arm around and looping it to make the, the lever point mm -hmm. for the bottle opener, if that makes sense. Yeah. So one is a lot of tapering work, another is punching and drifting. Mm. So... Depending, I think it's. I think I will continue to do the punching and drifting in the future, because it is quicker and easier, and you don't get bored of drawing out a taper from four centimeters till thirty centimeters, mm -hmm. which is really literally the previous task I've given people, and it's like, yeah, it takes forever. I can do it fairly quickly, but even I don't like it because it takes a long time, yeah. and it's yeah. exhausting to do it fast. And it always helps if you have people or you teach something if they see results fast in the beginning oh yeah yeah let them cry in agony later 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and that's also why I usually tell them to make three Essex, because you, 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 you make one really ugly one, and then you make two new ones that are better. That's sort of... That's the task I give them. You make one shitty Essex, and then you make two better ones. Because mm -hmm. I don't want you to spend forever making the first one pretty. I need you to move on and practice making the tapers as well. Did you ever play tricks on your, um, like, students? Like, basically give them some mild steel to start with, to, like, force something out, <laughs> and then when they, like, draw their attention away and just swap it with, like, the same-looking piece that is, like, stainless <laughs> or a knife steel? Uh, no, I haven't done that. I have, like, uh, I, I do knife-making courses, and we start in mild steel and then move to high-carbon steel. That's, like, the, the normal way to go, yeah. yeah. Um, but I make pretty certain to tell them why this steel is different and why it's so harder and all of those things. But of course, the fascinating thing is that after you made a couple of knives out of high carbon steel and you move down to making something out of mild steel, suddenly it feels like hitting butter. It just moves all by itself. Exactly, yeah. And um, th that's where the high carbon is a lot more forgiving. But I think we already had a conversation about that once. Yep, at least once, I think. Yeah. But yeah, uh, then dancing again, Monday, which is always nice and good. Except, of course, that this time we had social dancing in a slightly too small of a room with way too many people. And there was one of three fans working. And they started <laughs> playing really, really fast West Coast songs. And by 10 o'clock, there was literal moisture r running down the mirrors. Oh. Nice. Uh, which, which is the point I left because I realized that for once I was too tired to be able to actually have fun in that kind of environment. Mm. And being sweaty and dancing in maybe a bit too tight jeans is not a good feeling. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah. Oh, and, and yesterday I had uh, the lad in, the high school student in again, doing some forging. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got in making the same bottle opener. Uh, and he nearly finished it in the time he spent here. Nice. But he really struggled. Like I mentioned before, he's really artistic and struggled mm -hmm. with communication. But his biggest drawback at the moment in the forge is... Uh, well, it's two things. One is that he doesn't really dare to swing hard enough. Mm -hmm. So I try, constantly try to push him a little bit. Like, hit it harder. You need to hit it harder. But of course, I can't do it too much because then he just shuts down and nothing works. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is talking to him about geometry because he feels like he's a person who doesn't do math at all. Mm -hmm. okay. And then trying to ease into it and saying that, no, no, this is, this is simple. Like just explaining the basics of why this slot punch is so long while we only need this size hole. Well, because the circumference of the two is almost the same. And then sort of easing in all the basic things and showing him why geometry is really important and why you find it everywhere around you. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting teaching experience to do all of that. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. But today it was a really good day. At a date, but we won't talk about that because I don't know how it went yet. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it went well. Okay. <laughs> But uh, that's not important. I'm just I'm just stating it because <laughs> that's important. That's a date. Date it's, 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 date is uh, we, important. We walked and talked for an hour and a half, and it was getting dark and cold, and then I had to get back home to eat before we had the podcast. Did you offer your nice jacket? No, she was wearing way more than me. Okay. So 
Uh, See, he's a smart guy. He's mentioning it on the podcast. So whenever it's like, when she ever asks, like, well, so when was the day we met? He's like, oh, I know it was on a podcast. <laughs> he just starts re-listening it. It's like, ah. Take notes of everything. That's how we do it. Uh, exactly. No, it's, it's um, yeah, no, we just walked around for a bit, uh, which was nice. But the really, really good part was I had a meeting with a local shop today. Wait, and <laughs> sorry, I, I can't let that pass. No, <laughs> no. You're saying, you're saying no. that, that better than the day that you had going to a shop no, was no, the no, highlight well, of your day? I mean, it was a really good moment because it was early on in the day. And okay, then I, I really hope she that... doesn't listen to the podcast because it just all your I hope not. Uh, Maybe, I don't, I'm not sure. Okay, refresh um, that. Refresh, refresh your day. Yes. What was the highlight of your day? The date. Yeah, and then you did what? And then early on today, another good thing happened. Okay, yeah, that's better. better. Much better. Yeah, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had a talk with a local shop here today, and uh, like she's the person who was one of the organizers for the market in Rakista uh, just just after I moved here. Mm-hmm. And she saw my table and saw the, the oak leaf hooks I done, and said, we really want those in the shop. Yeah. And it taken us a month and a bit to schedule a proper meeting because she had small kids and sickness and COVID and shit. Yeah. Uh, but today we, we did it and I showed up with one of my big crates of stuff and just go clunk on the table and try not to break anything in the shop at the same time, which almost went well. Uh, and uh, sort of pulling things out and laying them out and showing it to her. And she goes through and says, like, we talk a bit back and forth. We discuss how I made them and the pricing and all of that. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the long short of it is that she wanted all of the leaf hooks I brought. Nice. All of the heart hooks I brought. Nice. And all of the oak leaf bowls that I brought. Nice. Wow. Which, and, and like, I didn't bring excessive amounts this was a fair bit of leftovers from previous markets mm-hmm. uh which but i like on tuesday yeah yesterday i made 20 more of the small heart hooks because i knew i needed more of them and while the kid was in mm-hmm. uh, practicing it is one of those easy things where i toss them in i make one i can go back and watch him then i can make another one and then i finish the rest off after he's done and all that yeah but you probably didn't um think you would leave with like none of them after the meeting no i, I was actually well that's so that's was partly strategic in my mind, in the sense that it would be nice to actually just leave some of the things with her. So I wanted to bring enough that she could just say, oh, can we keep these? Mm-hmm. Instead of just bringing one of each item and having just a tiny shopping bag and going, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to bring some quantities just to give her a feel of how they will look in abundance. Uh, so I did hold back on how many hard looks I brought, but I brought everything of all of the leaf things because I didn't have many of them from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of course makes me think that well I could maybe then have brought a lot more of the heart hooks and she might have taken more of them but at the same time I might have accidentally hit that sweet spot where she was saying you know this is actually a good number just to take all of them if there was too many Senti would maybe take half of what I brought mm-hmm. and depending or maybe a third or like she would may- maybe just want to have the same amount anyway mm-hmm. or maybe she just wanted five of each and now there was six and eight of each you see what I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. Yep. So if I had brought 20 of each of them, she might still just have taken five, but now she had six and eight. So there might be some psychology there. I'm not sure if it actually matters, but that's what I'm trying to tell myself. And of course, it's two months or six weeks till Christmas. 
So if all goes well, I will actually have a good opportunity to, to do another run of supplies to her. Nice. Before well Christmas even. Yeah. So I hope that will turn out. Uh, and then I went nice. over to follow and meet with a friend of mine to do the service on the car, which is the first time I actually done all of the filter changes oh. and oil change on the car. Uh, and then I also experienced what happens if you don't put the oil filter uh, oil filter in and start the car. Yeah. Yeah, because the car wants to vomit. <laughs> uh, but this this was my mate. My mate is like uh, a really really good mechanic. He has the job of certifying other mechanics into doing that uh, annual motor check, vehicle right. check, whatever right. you call it. So he is certifying other people to do that. But of course, every once in a while, he relaxes a lot and spaces out, and he forgot to put the filter back in before we fired up the car. So I had to run to the shop again and buy more oil. But I mean, by the look of the oil that vomited out, we probably should have like done another clean, just poured more oil in and flushed all of that out again, just to uh, properly clean the engine. Yeah. As, uh, as long as it's not solid, you're good. Or foamy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, taking out like the, the measuring stick and looking at it and him saying, so you see here, normally you're able to see the stick through the oil. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was about time to change it. I yeah. mean, I had the car for nearly a year now. Uh, so it was one of those things like, oh, I don't know when it was done last. Then it's probably a really good thing to do all of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to do it m more often than, than not often enough. Yeah. Uh, and uh, from my experience, it's also really nice to actually have a f someone who is a, that's good of a friend of mine that we can chit chat and I can ask all of the stupid questions and he mm -hmm. can sort of look at me dumbfoundedly and wonder <laughs> how the hell did you grow up without knowing any of these <laughs> things and then slowly patiently and kindly explain all of it to me. Nice. That's a good friend yeah. to keep. Yes, yeah, he's, he's really great that way. Um, and then I had a date and we talked and we chatted and discussed everything from, I don't know, capitalism to Stone Age people. Which I think is a wow. good date in my book. Yeah. It's yep. a very, very serious topic for for first date. Oh, you're going to know if it was a good date if her number is still active, if you call her the next time. <laughs> I can try that. No, no that's, that's not something for live TV or live podcast. Wait till tomorrow, at least. Not the same day. Don't call back on the same day. No, no, I, I, I'll text her later and just yeah, say thank yeah. you for today. Yeah. That, I think that's, uh, it that's feels, a smart move. No, honestly, honestly, that feels too gamey to me to win, wait, purposely wait two or three days so you don't seem needy. That seems too gamey to me. No, if I you, mean, you don't yeah. have, you don't need to have like a big conversation that immediately set up another date. But I feel like it's right to just say, hey, I enjoyed myself today. I hope you did. Too. Absolutely. I did that and I'm married, so it See? worked. See? There, there you go. Yeah. We, we can discuss dating strategies later on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have two advices, like really short advice when it comes to that. One is a happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And don't be me when dating? No. No. And the other one is um, if she's not happy, you're not happy. And if she ain't happy for too long, you're going to be unhappy with half of your stuff. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't yeah, come okay. up with that one. I heard it somewhere, but I think it's hilarious and it's true at the same time so i mean that's that's sort of in the same way of whenever you play a country song backwards you get the dog you get the car you get the house and you get the girl <laughs> <laughs> i like that, that is one. real good yeah that's great <laughs> that is a real good one anyway i think we had a proper topic today uh i had one earlier what did i say 
Oh, you're planning things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, how uh, this this is super organic and uh, hilarious even to me. Uh, we were discussing just before the podcast a little bit of how to plan out projects and to-do list and a little bit of structuring yourself mm. which i think everyone well everyone everywhere sort of has to deal with mm -hmm. some people don't deal with it well at all and some people have all of the systems in place and it works magnificently for them but i don't know do you, do either of you want to talk about how sort of you structure your sort of everyday things you need to do oh yeah i'm but this is pretty easy. I, I wouldn't say I write a lot of stuff down, but I do have lists like for like meeting with people, meeting with friends, stuff like that, uh, being concerts, going out. Um, I have a shared calendar with my wife over the cell phone, which is an absolutely necessity. So you, you don't mm. have to talk all the time. You can basically check your calendar and it says like, hey, do you have time that day? No, but when it comes to like, purely to-do lists, of, of course I have them. I just, um, when it comes to a project, doing a project, I basically built that thing in my head like two times over. Mm -hmm. Not taking into account all the stuff that happens while you do the project, but I bas I have an idea and I have a list that I put down. And you need that. You can, like, especially if you're filming it, you need like a shot list. You, you kind of need to know what you want to do before you start the project. So in, in the sense that you have like one calendar for all of the events and then you write to-do list for the, all the projects? I have a business calendar. I have a private calendar. Like I keep them separated, but also on they're on my cell phone. They're synchronized. Mm. So I have all the dates in there, but I, the rest of them I like, keep strictly separated. Um, and then I have, of course, like I don't use a program like notes or anything, but um, if you look at my monitor at work, it's like surrounded by a frame of post-its. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, the ones that, that. and the ones that fall off by themselves, I know it's urgent because they've been there too long. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I guess that's a good-ish dating system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very efficient. Yeah. But how about you guys? How, how do you do it? Like, do you like strictly have everything planned out for the day or no 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 far from it um i i i have i don't have a system uh so to say i i i've i have post-its on my desk uh that i try to write when something comes up uh i have plenty of lists uh all over my desk that i try to keep uh, at the, in the same place so I don't lose them and that's that's list of project and things to do uh, as you Jan I also have my calendar on my on my cell phone or on my computer and I I keep track of all the important things things to do and and appointments or deadlines um, yeah. throughout the years uh, the year um, but when I, what I mainly do is when I wake up in the morning after my breakfast, I uh, go over all the things I have to do during day or the week, and I categorize them uh, in in four uh, different types, like what is urgent and important, what is urgent and not important, what is uh, important and not urgent and and what is not urgent and not important so mm, yeah. that's that's the way i do it and everything whatever is important and urgent i do it first 
Um, and so I don't miss any deadline or, or I'm not late on any project or, or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to filming a project, uh, I don't plan ahead that much. I know where I want to go. I know what I want to show in the video or what my the storytelling would be, uh, like something that would feel organic from the beginning to the end. Uh, and I mainly wing it. And, and if, if something doesn't feel right or, or look right, when I'm editing the video, I can reshoot it. Uh, I, I do that sometimes. But it's mainly the parts okay. where I'm I'm talking uh, about the project. Oh, yeah. I can, talking ahead mm. is, yeah, that you, you can redo that. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, it's it's mainly about... about um, um, doing what is important and very urgent uh, at first and 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 p- planning to me is finding uh the the way of categorizing everything in these four categories and 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 putting them in the right uh place to to don't forget anything first and to have them at the right place because when mm. you find out that something was actually important and urgent and last week when you decided that it wasn't uh you failed on your planning of the week yeah and and that happened to me a, a couple of time and that was very disappointing because um when you're working for yourself uh you're putting yourself and your business at risk which is one thing but yeah. when you are doing uh when the thing to do or the project or whatever you have to do is for someone else um you're also uh, messing with other people's schedule and and um, expect um, expectation or um, obligation, so mm-hmm. th- that that's a little bit more um, worrying to me that I don't put anyone uh, in trouble when I I put all the thing that I have to do in these four categories. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to to be very careful about that. The problem is that some people. Uh, ask me to do stuff uh, in the morning or in the afternoon, and that completely mess up my 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 schedule or my plans for the Which, day or for the week. Yes, yeah. completely normal and happens, I think, to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but absolutely. Uh, one, one question, Red, to that: um, Do you you said about it um, with the prioritizing? Mm-hmm. Do you do that in your head, or do you actually write it down? Do you make yourself a list, or do you just balance it in your head? It, it, it's usually in my head. Uh, okay. But sometimes for big project or when when the lists are too long, I write it down, and and I found that it helps a lot to write it down because it's clear. Uh, it appears it appears more clearly, and and you can follow uh, the four categories more easily throughout the day or the week, uh, mm-hmm. depending on what you have to do. But but it's mainly my I've been doing that for so long now. Yeah, I, I've learned that trick when I was in college and probably 23. So it's been more than 20 mm. years that I'm doing that almost every single day. Uh, so so it's it's really an habit that 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 I got now of of. Um, after my um, my breakfast, uh, just going through the stuff that I have to do t- during the day and doing uh, starting with what's really important and urgent. Um, but but it, it's it's kind of a challenge to do that properly because you have to yeah. be very honest about yourself, uh, other people, and and the task that you have on, on hands. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean by that is that uh, we would, um, I mean, I don't know for you guys, but but it, it's 
probably human nature that to uh, prioritize what brings you money or what's the most fun task to do or that kind of stuff. So you have to be very... What keeps my boss off my back. Yeah, also, mm. also <laughs> that. Um, but but yeah, it's... Um, or what's easier to do because the human nature is going through... It's the less resistance path of the path of less resistance or whatever you call it. Um, path of least resistance. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, in English. In English, in proper English. Not in French English, not in red English. Yeah, it's... Um, we have to be very honest when... when I, I, I'm just talking to myself, uh, for myself. Uh, I have to be very honest about the task that I, that I have to do when I'm trying to do that because uh, it would be very easy one day uh, when I'm tired to say, oh, I'm going to just do this little thing because it's easy and doesn't take much time. And then I can reward myself with one hour of nothing, of watching a TV show because I've d- already done that. So... Everything else is not that urgent or that important. But when you want to be uh, effective and you want to, to, to produce something during, during the day, um, you have to take, take that into con- consideration. Even the big project or the big tasks that will take time and a lot of energy, um, if they are not that important, you can put them first so you're done with them and and go with easier tasks and quicker tasks at the end of the day because you know it will be done and that will be all checked on the list so it, it it's it's kind of hard to uh, categorize everything in the morning if, especially when uh, you're not a morning person uh, but but, yes. it, but it's an habit it's an habit mm. that I've got now so what about you, Raz? Do, how do you do that? I I try to write everything down. Yeah. Uh, I I th- fairly often I'm really good at keeping things in my mind and juggling different things around. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, it I'm really good at remembering things because I have written them down once. Not because I need to look up what I've written down, but because the act of writing it by hand, long form, as it were, yeah, is a good technique to remember things. Because you are slowing down, you're taking the time to spell it out and you're lingering with the thought for a while. Mm-hmm. That seems to be something that helps me remember things a lot. Okay. But at the same time, I write down a lot of things on my computer. I hardly use post-it notes at all anymore. Uh, in If I have like a day and I need to, if I need to pack for a trip, it's like, okay, here's all the things I need to remember. A post-it note is good for that because I can scratch them off the list as I bring them out and pack them down. Uh, if I need to, like, I have a list of various office things I need to do, like answer this email, I need to check out this thing, I need to give a quota for that, then it's really also handy to have a post-it note just writing short form of all of those things mm-hmm. instead of having a really complicated to-do task list. Mm. Um, that being said, I also have really complicated to-do task lists. Uh, and I, I'm making one now for the car because now I am sort of at zero. I have n- nearly new uh, summer tires. I have fairly good winter tires. Mm-hmm. I just did oil change and filter changes. So I'll write all of that down in... I used a program called Notion that I showed to uh, yeah. Red a while back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, a girl come in and help me set everything up for me and make it really easy for me to use. Uh, 
So I do everything in Notion. I keep track of my orders. I keep track of my classes and email list and to my to-do list. Whenever I have a project, I can, inside of that calendar, I can link various tasks together. I can tie in YouTube ideas and sketchbooks and all of that and bring it together into one one more or less coherent mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is really, really nice because everything is also color-coded. So I can see like, oh, like these are my personal things. These are the office things. These are the things in the forge. These are markets and so on and so forth. Uh, But I also learned that I'm never really able to do more than three things in a day. Like no matter what the tasks are, the maximum seems to be three different things. What if I did? Yeah. So if you are to teach a blacksmith class for one hour, um, play a video game and, 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 and record a podcast, it would be the three things that you do in the day and you can do nothing more than that? Or is, it, your, is it specific stuff? Brush your teeth, drink your coffee, have breakfast. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> no, I mean, it I'm going back with, to bed. I mean, routines are... I mean, you got a point. Like Routines are different because those are ingrained in how you function yeah. as a human being. Yeah. And that includes like your habit read of writing things down in the morning and making yeah. that list. Yeah. Uh, what do you actually do it on paper mentally? Like yeah. that's a routine. It doesn't take you any effort anymore probably mm. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the same time, it doesn't take any of us any effort to go to the loo or brush our teeth or eat breakfast. Mm, I mean, depends. Except, except, depends. except <laughs> the offer last week, but ignoring that. Uh, but I mean, you see where I'm going. With, yeah, like, yeah. Routines are different things. Um, so, uh, but, but, but thinking more of like maximum of three things in a day is like also partially like every task should be big enough that you need to focus on it to get it done properly. Yeah. If it's not, then it's something you can toss in between everything else and it doesn't matter probably all that much. Another thing is if you have, though. say again? Sorry, I, I think it has a lot to do with training. To train yourself uh, in the way you see it, I guess, yeah. But also, I guess that I may that might come back to routines. It's sort of you have the habit of doing things, yeah. Like answering messages uh, on Instagram or emails. Some of these messages are really easy for me to answer because I have I know what I'm going to tell them before I read the email mm. because it's a certain type of email. I mean, someone has questions about classes, mm-hmm. okay. Like there's like a couple of responses I can give either like sign up, I can put you on the waiting list, sign up for the newsletter, or you pay me now for that specific class. Hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's hardly are there more than those three answers I can give anyone whenever they ask about a class. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to someone asking me, which I've gotten a lot of over the last week as well, is someone asking me, I want a new type of furniture. I need some, something built. I need a copy of these chairs made or something like that. And they give me reference material. Then I need to sit down and to study what they give me. I need to think through properly. Yeah. Like, first off, is this a job that I want to do? If not, I'll try to price myself out of it. I don't yet have the absolute luxury of saying no to jobs, but I have the luxury of saying, I don't actually want that job, but if they're willing to pay enough, then I will do it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, and it's figuring out the techniques that I need to use and the material cost and actually give them a quota. And that is a task that takes time. Sure. Um, and, and, and it's the mental sort of switching cost of jumping between tasks. Hmm. You might think you're able to multitask, but 
you are not really you're serial tasking you might be quick about jumping between things mm. like when you're driving and checking the radio or fiddling with the stereo stereo in the car like you're not multitasking you are switching absolute focus from the road to the stereo and back again mm. now with training you can do that fairly quickly and to some degree safely but you can't actually fiddle with all the knobs and drive safely at the same time agreed agreed yeah. So don't do it and don't yeah. check your smartphone when you're driving. Also, also bad idea. Uh, and Unless I'm you're in traffic. <laughs> I mean, no, no, never do it. Never do it. <laughs> uh, I live on the road. Yeah. Like, to be honest. Yeah. But this is um, just to, to cut in there. Uh, it's absolutely true what you said about uh, stuff you're being used to, like habits and stuff mm. that you actually have to recognize. So this is why we save dates on our phone, for yeah. example. But the same as um, I... I don't write down a lot of stuff because I've been on the road and traveling for work like ever since I started working. Mm -hmm. So mainly, especially when I'm driving, I cannot start writing stuff down. So I have to yeah. keep it. So I kind of train for me. If somebody tells me something or a project or stuff that has to be done or I'm going with a customer over a project, for me, it's really easy to keep it in my head. At one yeah. point, I have to write it down because mm. we have our CRM system for work. So my coworkers is like, if I'm on vacation or sick, they can basically just look it up and know where the project is at what point. But uh, for me, it is really easy to just remember that stuff. So I, I'm writing it down for my colleagues and to be safe for work, because if I have an accident tomorrow and I'm out, somebody has to yeah. go over. Right? So what are the, the, the kind of stuff that you write for yourself in order to not forget them? Um, I usually don't write stuff down to not forget it. I usually write stuff to plan, like to sort my thoughts, mainly when it comes to like YouTube videos um, okay. the, or projects that I want to like in the workshop that I want to do. This is where I write down a list to sort my thoughts, but I seldom write things down to not forget it. Have you, have you ever forgot very important stuff and realized that last minute? Or, or after it was already passed? No, I did. I did miss um, uh, dates, or that I like, or like not not meetings with a customer, but I did miss like meeting with friends because mm -hmm. I didn't write them down or plan ahead or like shortly notice like hey tonight. But this is my stupidity, and this is, those are dates that I usually write down, and I forgot like I didn't, and that's why I missed them. But mm. no, something because I said something or I wanted to do something, forgetting about it, I usually never do. No, I, I can't recall a, a point. Okay. I'm just asking because I found something interesting the other day. I was, um, I had this thing to do. I don't remember what it was because it's, it's not important anymore. Uh, when it's past, it's past for me. So uh, when it's not critical, I forget about it. But um, I had this thing to do and I totally forgot about it until... Mm like one hour before the thing and and something in my brain just clicked and it was you have this thing to do and and i was doing something completely different i was super focused on the thing that i was doing but in my brain i had oh don't forget this and mm -hmm. and i found that very interesting that i sometimes not always but sometimes i have this kind of safety thing in my head like, um, yeah, yeah. even if you are not uh, thinking about the thing that you have to do, because that's something that you have planned weeks ago and, and it involves only you. So you are 
master of your day basically but you have that to do and and one hour the deadline it it pops up some in your brain somehow like a magical alarm clock that warns you to not to forget uh, do you have that kind of stuff or or is it just me or I, f I think I have a lot of it when it comes to waking up before something important. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Where like I, I might, I, I might have forgotten to put an alarm on or slept through the first one. I usually only put one alarm on, uh, because I'm I'm weird monster like that. You live on uh, the edge, my friend. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I live dangerously, <laughs> very much so. Um, no, it's like um, it, it's well, like I said, it's sort of this mental ticking catch in your brain mm. that suddenly just springs and you notice that oh shit something is going on and i have no idea what yeah and then you slowly wake up and you go on okay right yes no i need to do this thing and what's the time okay i'm still good or i'm just in time this is like the absolute minimum amount of time i need to get things yeah, ready yeah. and moving and done um so yes to some degree it's more interesting to me that if it happens when you are uh, awake during your day because i i've all, also that kind of stuff like wake up you're late even mm. though there is no alarm clock of any kind uh, of any kind and one day uh, when i was working in college i usually had to take 30 minutes to wake up take a shower dress up take my breakfast and get out of the house and and go to college and one day i woke up five minutes before before my class Ooh. And I got the time to do all of that. Oh, so wow. I learned that day that I could sleep tw 25 more minutes every single day because if you are <laughs> mm. like really in 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 hurrying, uh, I, I could still do it, but it's not very comfortable. But during the day, having that mental click of, oh, you had planned something that you forgot about, but it's like you're inner voice that it's warning you that oh no me i didn't forgot D do you still have that kind of stuff when you are like fully awake i i'm surprised that you say that like in the, in the way that it actually clicks and tells you because for me it's a creeping suspicion like half of the day <laughs> that i forgot something important and then it clicks like five minutes before it's happens yeah, and I go yeah, like, yeah. oh fuck <laughs> but it's, it creeps up like way before that the, okay. As soon as I start getting that uneasy feeling, I already know I fucked up. I just don't know <laughs> when it's gonna happen. I like I panically try to remember what it was. <laughs> do you, do you have to do this mental exercise to try to remember what it was, and not oh, yeah. not getting it? And oh, I then have like an internal. I have like an internal checklist that I start like running mm, down, okay. and then usually <laughs> like one of those points. It is, and usually it's not a lot of time to get it completed till then. Okay, yeah. okay, interesting. Yeah. So I, that that happens, yeah. I, I have usually the thing of whenever I feel like I should have contact contacted a customer and updated them on something, mm -hmm. I'm already too late. If I don't do it right then, almost guaranteed they will contact me the next day or something. <laughs> yep. That's also like, that's guaranteed. It's, I, I mean, it, of course, sometimes it's more like, oh, I should contact them and a week passes and I still forget and they contact me. So it's like, of yeah. course, that's a true thing because I didn't do it. So, of course, they have to contact me. But uh, yeah, whenever I'm the one contact, like having that notion immediately <clears throat> sending that email and updating them, mm -hmm. the customer is always happy. Yeah. Sometimes when they reach out to me, I have a good reason I can give them for why I forgot 
or why I was waiting to update them. Uh-huh. But it's never as satisfying to them yeah, yeah, as when sure. I'm upfront yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is there a, a, a way for you guys to um, plan your work and plan your personal life differently? Or do you, do you use the same system in, in both um, aspects of your life? In the sense that I don't really have a difference between work life and home life. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the only difference between them is like, well, all of my private things I just put up in the calendar. I don't plan them that much. Okay. All of the things for work, usually there's a lot of detail I need to remember. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of new details to it. I mean, when, uh, well, yeah, as an example, like, I have markets coming up. I put all of them in the calendar and I can visually see the blob marked as, as what it is. Mm-hmm. And then I have all of the dates uh, elsewhere in the calendar where I can drag in all the products I need to make and I need to do the uh, check my stock to figure out what I'm actually missing. Mm-hmm. And then I can put all of those things in the calendar and do the usual thing of trying to never put more than three things in a day. Mm-hmm. At least three decently sized tasks in a day that I need to do. And inside of like say I, when i won't need to make hard hooks i can put not only the note in the calendar say i need to make hard hooks i can directly link it to the tab i have stored that tells me exactly how to make those hard hooks all the measurements i need i can even i can even put in uh the timing i used last time i can try to beat that timing i can put in the price i'm selling it for i can do all of those calculations i can have all of that connected to my calendar mm-hmm. But it's more like, oh, I need to make hard hooks, and I just say the task is making this thing, and it's go back to the back end of the database of saying, here's how all of that is made. So that when I go to the forge, I mean, it's it's eight minutes to walk, so it's not like it's a big hassle for me to go back in and check things properly on the computer, but I can take it up on my phone, I can just click the task and click to the product and say, oh, right, I need to cut 20 of these at this length, hmm. and then I can go to work. Hmm. Which also is a really nice thing to do, at least for me, like after shutting off all the forges, waiting for things to cool down, see if things spontaneously catches fire in a corner, I tend to spend the time to pre-cut material for the next day. Mm-hmm. Because I need or and to clean up and sweep the floor and all of those basic things. Because mm-hmm. I should be there an hour after shutting down, even though I can see the forge from my door. But yeah. if I can see fro- or from it's from where I'm late. sitting right now, it's too late. I mean, it, when I see the flames <laughs> from my computer outside the window, it is yeah. too late. Yeah, yeah. So spending an hour in there extra is a good insurance that way. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like uh, like the car now, I'm putting up the same system I have for the house when it comes to cleaning and maintenance and all of that. Mm. And it's basically the thing of. Uh, and I'm bad at keeping to all that, but it's a good system of reminding me, oh, how long has it been since I actually properly cleaned out the cupboards and dusted them? How, mm. When did I actually do laundry last time? And all of that. And I can just keep track of it because, mm. as you probably know, whenever you have, to know, have the question of, oh, when did I do that last? Then yeah. it, you prob- should, probably should do it right away. Absolutely. But it's also nice to actually just say, oh, like, I have the downtime, I have the headspace to actually think, like, oh, I should probably clean the apartment. What is the next thing due to be cleaned? Mm. And I can just open up that tab and just say, oh, like, yeah, I should... I hoovered all of the apartment, or all of the house, uh, like, last week. Mm-hmm. I should probably properly clean these three rooms to this week. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. And the same thing with the car thing of saying, like, oh, yeah, oil change done today. 
all of these filters change today at these kilometers. Um, and then whenever I have the question of, oh, when did I do that last? Or what's all of these notes and things like that? Mm. I can I have somewhere to look it up. And it, in my case, I'm lucky to have a system that actually let me keep all of this in one place. So it's mm. easy to look up yeah. instead of like posted notes here and there and different notes in the phone. And then you lose your phone and some things sync and something doesn't and it gets weird. Tell me about it. Yeah. yeah. Good system. Is there a way for you? Because it appears to me that your system, uh, Raz, is, is pretty good because you have everything in the same place, in sync with computer and, and phone and everything. Um, yeah, and for you, is there a way um, for you to improve your planning system or do you think it needs improvement in, in any way? Well, it would be an improvement Well, I would love to cut down on the planning system because, um, I mean, the cell phone is fine, but I have at work a CRM system. Like, I have to put everything in, all the dates, yeah. um, the visiting reports and all of that. So I'm doing stuff basically, like, double because mm -hmm. I already have everything in my head and I don't want to lose that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to rely on those systems because... Yeah, I, I just don't feel comfortable with it. Like, I trained myself over the years to not forget stuff like that or to like keep stuff sorted in my head just to double check crm you mm -hmm. mean customer relations manager yes yeah, so something like I that i think this yes yeah, some it's, it's called something like that it's basically all of the things you need to keep uh in, in touch with customers and meetings and all of that exactly companies customers stuff like that yeah yeah i've been meaning to make a system like that myself because uh don't there's so many out there that are like next to cost next to nothing no no i mean use. i already have the whole i already have a customer database in my okay. systems so <laughs> i and i already i already have i think i think marty actually put in all the systems to actually just say how often should you be reminded to contact this customer mm -hmm. by month and i can just put in a number and it will automatically tell me i just haven't used it yet okay but it's a really nice thing to actually do uh like whenever i do some custom work for people or sell them tools it It's. It would be really, really nice to actually reach out and ask how is it holding up? Exactly. Does it rust yet, or has it performed like you wanted it to? And uh, use those tools. Like I use those tools. Like mm. this is not what I put down as a project. This is something I am like being in touch or like the after sales, what you would call yeah, it. Yes. Like this is something you should definitely do because this takes a lot of from your mind that you don't have to think about. And mm. you can put aside by knowing it will automatically remind you. Like this is something I see as a positive thing. Uh, honestly, don't you say that? That's probably the main thing. One reason I wanted to bring this up, mm. I just forgot about it. And that's the <laughs> that's a peace of mind of writing things down so you don't have to remember it. Sort of being exactly. mentally able to let go of things mm -hmm. and just knowing that no, no, I don't need to remember it. The information is over there. I just have to look it up when I need it. Mm. Yeah. You don't have to constantly go back and refresh your memory and try to remember all the things you need to keep on top of. Because it's related to dates. Yeah. Yeah. This so is I, I need to be better at that. I need to start putting things in. Also because like now I have, uh, like now I have a shop that has things in it mm -hmm. nearby. So I should put in that system and saying like, I sold them these things today. Okay, it's coming up on Christmas. I should check with them in a month to see if they need more things. If they don't reach out to me first, 
Then exactly. after Christmas, then okay, maybe I can check in January. Do they need things? Do they need things again in May? And just like keep it on the regular. Uh, and just showing that you care and that you ask. This yeah. is something that helps a lot with the customer. Like that goes into the sales territory. But uh, one of the reasons we are as a smaller, flexible company are really, I say flexible, but like as a company, would is really good. Um, if, if you're the one calling the customers just once in a while, just ask mm. if the project is going well, if everything is working fine, uh, this really is like, that gives the customer the feeling you care, which yeah. you do in that case. You don't have to tell them, well, my outlook just reminded me to give you a call and see if everything's still going on. By the way, do you want to buy some more shit? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's more no, than like, you, you don't need a conversation of, uh, you probably don't need a conversation of asking, can I sell you more things? You probably just need a conversation of, hey, how is what you bought performing? And the act of reminding them that you exist usually yeah. is enough to make them think, oh, yes, exactly. we have been needing to buy more of these consumables from you, but we have forgotten. Or mm -hmm. oh, there's that other project we're planning in. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. actually a good point. Yeah. So exactly. I've, I've been, uh, well, this also, I guess, goes to your thing, Red, of Texting Tuesday where I've been trying to, I, I would actually, this might sound horrible to you, but I've been trying to do a little bit of this CRM thing with my friends as well. Mm -hmm. Sort of mentally realizing, oh, I haven't talked to them in a while. Mm -hmm. I should just text them. I should just ask how it's going. Yeah, yeah. sure. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, like, I should have a system for that because at some of the dancing friends that moved away, I still consider them good friends, but because we didn't have a connection outside of dancing, it's hard to keep in touch unless someone does something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I have a couple of friends who were complaining a lot about, oh, nobody reaches out to me to tell, ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. But you all sort of know that feeling of, oh, I don't want to be a bother to them or I don't want to uh, sort of interrupt or whatever they're doing. It's probably, I, it's probably not that important what I have to ask them. All yeah, it's it's uh, that's something I, I had to think a lot about when I start started this uh, texting Tuesday thing uh, last year or the year before. I don't I don't remember when it was. But it was during the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah, the, at the beginning of the pandemic, I I believe when the first lock, lockdown was um, set up in in France. Um, it it's it's I don't want to say it's all about balance, but. Um, as you said, we all have the feeling uh, of or experience that feeling. I want to contact someone, but what I have to say is not that important, and I don't want to bother them because I know they are super busy, and and we all have a lot of shit to do. But in the other hand, I can understand your friend saying that yeah, nobody contacts me, and and I have the need this need for uh, human interaction so it's it's a fine uh, um, line between sounding needy and and reaching out to other people all the time to get news and to get this uh, absolutely essential uh, human interaction that we all uh, need uh, to be um, well balanced in our head and and uh, the fact of reaching out and bothering maybe someone who's working or busy with personal life. Um, so that's why I, I try this texting Tuesday once a week, uh, ask for news 
force yourself to ask for news mm. um, to someone that you have not talked in a long time inside or outside the community it doesn't matter that what matters is to show to people that you are there if you if they want to talk if they are too busy or don't want to talk that's fine they will answer or not answer if they answer I'm good. Thank you. How are you? You can answer. I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for texting and see you in a bit or one day or whatever. But offering the possibility, the opportunity to talk when people are not good um, makes a, a big difference in, in someone's life. Like your friend who, mm. that nobody reaches out to. If just one day, one Tuesday or one another day, he receives a message. How are you? And not for the form, just like meaning it. How are you? How are you doing? How is your life? Mental health. Tell me about it because I care. Um, it can it can change someone's lives, literally. Because a lot of people that um, fall into depression or kill themselves because of the lack of human interaction, and especially in the past two years, um, they could have been, have been uh, saved by a text. Um, on a Tuesday morning, I believe. So, yeah, that's very yeah. important to me at well, yeah. at least. I, I, I mean, it, um, it doesn't even have. I, I don't think it has to be like that big, meaningful thing. It, it doesn't have. It's, I it's think it's what's just the act hidden of behind showing that you care. Yeah, absolutely. All, all that I said is hidden behind the fact yeah. of. I'm just showing that I care about you. That's it. I'm, I'm, mm. There's someone uh, that I love that is super busy, that is not well, and that I don't want to bother with my personal input in his life or in life or what's happening to me. So sometimes I just send um, a heart or a smile. Mm. I'm not expecting any kind of answer. I just want to show that I'm I care, and I'm yeah. here. That's mm. it. That that's mm -hmm. that's enough. And if I had to receive the same kind of uh, text, I'd be happy because that that's meaningful in itself for mm. me. So, yeah, it's not Tuesday, but when it's Tuesday. Please send a text to someone. I was I was a little bit of a, like a little kid when you started there with the texting Tuesday. Like I think for the first couple of weeks I didn't write you on Tuesdays because I'm like no I'm just not, I'm not gonna do it because he's telling me. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, I understand that. But it, 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 the Tuesday was just for the alliteration, the texting yeah. Tuesday. Absolutely. No, and I, and I get it. It was like a joke, but, but I mean, it was like I wonder if he realizes that I don't write him. Like we we text it like every day. Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. if he realizes yeah. that I don't text him on a Tuesday. <laughs> on Tuesday, yeah, yeah. I did, I did. And and what's great <laughs> now is that I get texts from people. Uh, Starting by hey, it's Tuesday, so I'm contacting you, and and it's it's mm. even better to me because it's I'm I'm buying your stuff, I'm buying your idea, I'm 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 doing it because of you, and if they are contacting me on Tuesday, it means that they are also contacting other people, and that's a great victory for me. May May I add on a little bit though? Yeah, that. Whenever you're texting someone to reach out, scroll to the bottom of your of your messages list, 
Yeah. Find the people that you have literally not texted in years. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And just 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 send a simple message of saying, "Hey, I know you're probably busy, but I'm wondering what you're up to these days." No, you're right. Don't stress with replying, but I would like to get back in touch. Yeah. I mean, if it's imp- if it's appropriate. I mean, if yeah, if yeah, you yeah, rape yeah. them, probably not. Uh, just I'll to stick with the dark theme of suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't don't text someone you killed the dog of and say, "Hey, how are you?" Because like, yeah. that's that's not cool. But how's the dog? <laughs> or left with a horse head in bed or something like that. Yeah, but the, no, Raz, you're absolutely right. The the first mm-hmm. the first uh, messages that you have on your list or names you have on your list are the people that you contact the most, mainly on Messenger, Instagram, and stuff like that. So scroll down and and try to reach out to people that you are not talking on a daily basis because that's yeah. what's important. If you uh, contact your brother and your sister and you're seeing them all the time, it doesn't have the same meaning that contacting someone you haven't talked to in, in, in a few months. And, and even uh, if you really want to actually help someone, like ask them or have a conversation with them about where they're most comfortable having a conversation. Like yeah. some people don't use Facebook at all. Yeah. Some people don't use Instagram at all. Some people don't use WhatsApp or don't have WhatsApp. Yeah. Like for some people, actually, SMS is the best thing of getting a hold of them. Other people, it's email. And you know what? So, I have a crazy idea. Hmm? You can even meet people now. No. Is, yeah. That's not allowed. Come on. It is. It is. Really? Since since today we have the warning, um, like level again in. Bavaria, so they are starting with the slowly <laughs> lockdown again, but only oh, for shit. people that are not vaccinated. I don't think it's coming back for people that are actually vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, hadn't. Darwin needs a cut anyway. And <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, what's what's your focus this week? Then I'm gonna <laughs> exactly. Then I'm gonna just. Going from those jokes now to something completely different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be this old Tony for me because he released oh, a yeah. video after months. Damn. Mm. Yeah. You, you, you were quicker than me. Well yes, done. I was. That's a good choice. That's a good <laughs> That's choice. I want to say it first. No, it's a, I've, I've been a huge fan of him because, I mean, he, he's working on the, the Maho. And I mean, this is from, I work for DMG, which is uh, Deckel Maho Gildemeister, which is Maho was like a Bless single you. company is now part of the DMG group. So yeah. um, I, I love the machining stuff that he does. Uh, I love his kind of humor. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, he's good. Uh, it, it, it just, and I did kind of get a little bit scared to not hear from him for a long time. Me too. So this was um, really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, seeing another video of him. Yes, yeah. and I can't can't wait to see more. Nice. Yeah, Diesel Tony is awesome. Everyone is. should just watch everything. Don't try to make the things he makes because he's too good. He's a <laughs> wizard, but it is really entertaining. Yeah. Yes, and he, he, yeah, not just entertaining, but you actually learn stuff from it. Like he, through all the bullshit and jokes he makes, uh, it's still there's some value stuff, uh, valuable stuff in there. Read about Absolutely. you. Absolutely, I, I stole it from you. Let's let's have Raz the last. Word. Yeah, uh, the obvious uh, fools with tools podcast. Uh, the guys reached two hundred episodes. Um, they are 
the reason I I got involved in the mega community in the first place um, in a different way than, than maybe some people. But anyway, um, they with the podcast, with their personality, with what they have done uh, throughout the years, they have um, created or should I say uh, a, a community created itself around them. And it's made out of people, wonderful people. And they are in part, uh, or mm, yeah, uh, two thirds of the reason that we are uh, doing this shit tonight. So, yeah. congratulations so, to them. And blame them for us. And also blame exactly. them for us. <laughs> uh, and, and I love them, and I really wish they keep on going this show of as long as they can because it, it's good it's bringing good stuff in the community uh, and and it's making the community better so it yeah. pays me to say it but they're all three of them are fantastic guys absolutely yep so my i think my spiff is all specifically for andy pew because i think he will enjoy it if he hasn't seen it already and that is veritasium's latest video Currently, the title is uh, How Imaginary Numbers Were Invented, and the thumbnails just says Epic Math Duels. Yeah, saw that one. I, I didn't and, see the video, just the thumbnail. So, I mean, I, I'm saying jokingly that it's only for Andy Pugh, uh, because I know he will enjoy it. It's He explains the history of uh, algebraic equations and how to solve a cubic equation, which I've never heard about before. Uh, but he, he goes a bit a best back. He goes back in history to the first people starting to in, figure out how this was done, and he tells the story of how uh, squared equations were actually solved physically, represented in the world with tiles that you would move around to represent the shape of the algebraic equation. And Interesting. it was revolutionary to me. It was really mind-blowing to me to actually see like these arbitrary like A, B squared plus blah, 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 and actually see them represented in physical things. But that was mm -hmm. how it was done up yeah. until, uh, I, I would almost say fairly recently, like the 19th century, 18th century. No, the uh, 1900s, that's the word. Uh, and the imaginary numbers are like numbers that doesn't exist in the real world, like mm -hmm. negative numbers. Mm -hmm. And it ties all of that into the, the, the equations of quantum physics and wavelength of particles and how you need the imaginary negative numbers, like the square root of negative one, to solve some of these equations. And like if you're thinking of only physical things, like negative numbers doesn't exist because you can't have the negative amount of something you can have mm. depth but that is like what you owe someone it's a physical thing that needs to move from me to you yeah or point of reference like temperature or level of yeah anything yeah yeah so it's 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 really really fascinating just the history of maths and how they thought and also th that they used to have maths duels how the fuck did that happen and no one told me <laughs> I mean, that was how mathematicians got a job. They challenged each other to a duel. And if if you lost, you had to walk away from the job. They even have uh, philosophical uh, matches. Yeah. Do you know, you know about that? 
Oh yeah, I heard about I, I I today I heard a story about uh uh like a I did not the, hear the, the tradition of like in Japan that mm-hmm. the Buddhists like they were challenged each other to philosophical questions. Yeah. And the one who lost had to leave the temple and walk yeah, walk around. Yeah. yeah. So okay, I, actually, do you have time for me to tell this story? Uh, you might have heard it read. It's a short one. Okay, go ahead. But if it's, it's, if it's, it's a short one, go ahead. It's it's on the basis of uh, these monks who would like travel around, yeah. and they would challenge each other to these philosophical questions and duels, and the one who lost had to leave the temple and wander. Yeah. So if you were unchallenged, you got to stay and all of that. But there were two brothers staying at this one temple up north in Japan. One of them was a bit daft and only had one eye. Uh, the other one was really brilliant, but this day he was sick, and they came another Buddhist monk visiting, and they had this conversation. And uh, the older brother sent the younger one with one eye to ask him to deal with this uh, visitor, and uh, he told his brother to, to, to you're, "You're not that bright, so ask to have the duel silently." And the new monk and the little brother sit down and. The visitor holds up one finger to symbolize Buddha. And like the person everything comes from and of philosophy. So, so the younger brother holds up two fingers and to, uh, and it uh, the mm, and the visiting monk sort of interprets this as being uh, Buddha and his teachings. Mm-hmm. So the visitor then counters with holding up three fingers and saying that you have Buddha himself, the teachings, and everything that comes after him. So the younger brother, he holds up his fist and shakes it at him. Mm-hmm. And the visiting monk just concedes and saying that, oh, I got it now. Everything around us comes from Buddha and his teachings. Everything is included. It's all. Yeah, it's all, all in one. And oh man, that's gonna then, be good. And then the younger brother... Uh, uh, the, the visitor sort of leaves again and the younger brother goes back to uh, to his older brother and the older brother asks what happened. Well, he he holds up one finger and mocking me for only having one eye. So because he was the guest, I was holding up two fingers, <coughs> being polite to him, recognizing that he has two fingers. So he was holding up three fingers to saying that between us, we have three eyes. At that point, I got really, really mad at him and wanted to punch him. And he ran away. <laughs> that that's a good philosophical uh, view of what Buddhist monk can can do. There there are also true stories about the questioning that they uh, would ask each other or to the master. Uh, for example, was the sound you, you know the sound of two hands clapping was the sound of one hand clapping? Yes. Yeah. And, and that kind of famous stuff. So yeah, they, there is a they they are um, dueling at uh, each other click, in, in philosophy. Not a clap, but a click. Depends. <laughs> nah, I, I like Depends. I like Rasmus versions. I'm 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 gonna tell that to my <laughs> Japanese coworkers. <laughs> I, I mean, luckily enough, I heard this, I heard this story in the car going back home again, like two three hours ago. Okay. So it's a really really nice coincidence. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm talking about philosophical match. There is also yeah. the version of the the Monty Python, which is absolutely brilliant. And if you haven't seen that, you should. The what now? The Monty Python. Monty Python. 
Monty Python. We see the Monty Python here. So <laughs> that, that, everything works. They yeah, are but your, your mother smells of elderberries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are doing the, this um, football game with only philosophical, famous yeah, yeah, people, yeah, philosophers. Uh, and no ball, and the one having an idea can run to the goal and and score, which is yeah. absolutely, absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Uh, so yeah, watch that. Uh, oh also. yeah, we'll put that, is uh, good. Link. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got some homework. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I actually have a last thing. Like, if 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 people are more interested in the whole how to make habits in contacting people and reaching out. Not only like the texting Tuesday and helping friends, but staying in touch, following up on customers, making new connections. Uh, a podcast I really enjoy has a free course, like absolutely no registration or no credit card kind of free. Uh, so if you go to course.jordanharbinger.com or Jordan Harbinger show, no, courses.jordanharbinger.com. We'll There's post a six it in the show minute, notes. Yeah, it's a six minute networking uh it's it's it gives you basically the essence of just why and how it's easy to connect to people and why it's a really good thing so if you if you have been contemplating and struggling with talking to people you haven't talked to in a really long time this actually is a really good resource to use just to get the ball rolling i think that's it we done yeah yeah we should we should let Jan go to bed now because <laughs> I yeah my my energy levels are like at yeah. the bottom now. Don't don't worry, don't worry. After five days of fast, it's it's absolutely normal. Yeah, that's gonna be killer. Oh, yeah. there's gonna be an apple waiting for me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Gonna be the best apple in the whole world. Uh, yeah, I mean, for how me how long well. did you say you spent just selecting that one apple? About twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not rotten inside and Wanna know a no secret? warm. And no, if you go up to the apples, like if you haven't eaten in five days, you can smell them. <laughs> nice. So I'm excited. Yep. Anyway, well, let's leave Jan to his apples. Yeah. And exactly. thank you all very much for listening. You can find the, us collectively at the two thirds focused everywhere on the social things. Exactly. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and LewinSmear.no. And you can find me at TheRedSmith.com and the Redsmith or Redsmith everywhere else. YouTube, Instagram, Patreon, uh, Twitter, TikTok and everywhere. TikTok? No, no, I'm not posting, but I have an account. So, so people can find you okay. and stalk yeah. you, waiting yeah. for something to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, have, I haven't posted anything and I have already 18 followers. So that's great. <laughs> fantastic yeah <laughs> oh and you can find me at uh, nerdinventor.com which is basically just a landing page with links to my YouTube and my Insta great thanks guys thank, thank you. you very much bye 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 bye